0: pussies. This is Ronnie. And this is Lindsay. And if this is your first episode, we are a podcast that talks about witchcraft, spooky things, folklore, cryptids, and anything else that comes to our minds. Yeah. We have got a great episode today. A herbisode, if Uh, you will. Or an herbisode. Herb. (laughs) 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 That's what I think about that. (laughs) We are going to talk about Wormwood. Dude, totally. I feel like that's appropriate All Right, <laughs> But before we get to Wormwood, Lindsay, how was your week? The
1: week was okay. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, fine. Mm-hmm. D- dental adventures round <laughs> two. But, oh,
0: giddy. <laughs> but what
1: I'm most excited about is coming up, we get to play. D&D tomorrow.
0: We sure do. And for you non-nerds, D&D is Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> this is our third game in our Icewind Dale adventure with Engineer Dan and a few other friends. And I can't believe it's only our third game. It feels I like know. like the, this game honestly is so epic that I feel like we've played 6 months.
1: It really feels that way. The, the dynamic of the group, the play group, it, it feels like we've been doing this forever. When really, we've only done two games. I know. <laughs> and unfortunately, this month, it's, it's gotten rescheduled a couple of times due to circumstances. Right. Beyond our control, but right. so
0: psyched to finally play again. I know, me too. We are, tomorrow morning, going to have... Breakfast with (laughs) Chia. (laughs) Chia. Who is an NPC, a story narrative fellow played by Engineer Dan. And I could not be more excited for a fantasy role play breakfast followed by an adventure to a new town where they have a tavern full of bees. They have a tavern full of bees. Yes, they do.
1: (laughs) And we're going to remember that not all wolves
0: are nice wolves this time. Mm Mm-hmm. And we're gonna remember. Sometimes we need to re- we need to remember that mammoths shouldn't talk, and that's fucked up. Mammoths shouldn't <laughs>
1: talk, and if they do, you should probably not engage
0: with them. But most <laughs> importantly, don't give up on yourselves. Yes, you know, if we all work together and just fucking stick to it. And have a lucky tailor with you. Yes. <laughs> you can. <laughs>
1: you will not you
0: can, TPK. Yep. You can pull <laughs> through. But yes, it's been it's been over a month since our last session. And so we're both very, very excited. So excited. So excited. And it's supposed to be relatively nice
1: here tomorrow. It's supposed yeah. to be like in the 40s. We play outside. We try to keep it safe. We have a nice yeah. little fire pit going in the backyard to keep us warm. May yeah. not even need it at first tomorrow.
0: Yep, and we, most importantly, we play with majoritively coworkers. So, outside of one individual who has already received her first vaccine dose! Fuck yeah! (laughs) Uh, Everybody else works together, so you guys are already in your bubbles. Yeah. 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 So, this is as cool and as safe as it can be, and I can't wait. I can't wait either. Oh, yeah. Okay, but... Guess I'm going to have to record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Which is also fun and exciting. (laughs) I have some exciting news, not of my own, but on behalf of a friend. Ooh, what you got? A friend of mine got a new cat this week i'm so excited i was very randomly friday night this is an individual that i haven't seen in a long time because of covid but we just sort of like poke each other every once in a while on instagram chit chat back and forth a little bit mostly about beer mostly about cats two things that we both love but um he hit me up and was like And here's a kitty photo. It's a cute little black one-eyed kitty. And I was like, oh, no. And then I clicked it. And I was like, it wasn't just a photo. It was a link. I was like, "Uh (laughs) 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 uh-oh. And immediately it was like, this kitty is, I think her name was Maxie. And she was available for adoption in Massachusetts and she was a six month old, like long haired black kitten with one eye. Aww. And I was like, I need Maxie. Like, <laughs> like my ovaries Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need this cat. And then I was like, fuck, I do not, I do not truly want a third cat right now, but man, there was something about Maxie's cute little face. So I showed Dan and before I showed Dan, I will say, I was like, maybe. And then my friend was like, oh, don't worry about it. We've already put in an application. I was like, yes, now I don't have to do that. Uh, but I did show Engineer Dan, and Engineer Dan was like, oh, if you really want Maxi, fine. <laughs> 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 but long story uh, clipped here. Um, they did not end up with Maxie. So Maxie got adopted by another family, but while they were in the process of like, Hey, we would totally be able to take a one-eyed special needs sort of cat. Not that cats with one eyes really have that many issues, but they were cool with it and good cat parents. And they have two other kitties already. They ended up with a fresh, brand new little orange and white tabby. With one eye. (laughs) like, where are you finding these, dude? Oh my gosh. From the same shelter? (laughs) I think from the same shelter. Wow. And so he he went home today as of recording day with, with two good friends of mine. They've shared a bunch of videos and a bunch of photos. He's absolutely adorable. He's super friendly. He's just like walking around their house going like, is this my home now? Like clearly sniffing everything and looking around, but not being scared of anything. And they have renamed him. They have named him Sir Reginald Von Flapjack the Third. Wow. Or Flapjack that's for a, short. That's an amazing name. I think it's dope. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, that reminds me. I, oh my gosh. I held it in my fist in a power stance so I wouldn't forget <laughs> about it. And then I got tired of holding it so I put it in my pocket. What is it? It. Is the lighter for our ritual candle. Yeah. Almost forgot. I put my hand in my pocket. And I was like, ooh, lighter. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm going to give that bad boy a light. You know,
1: I really like the name Flapjack. And knowing that they came up with such a good name, I feel like we should give a little name to our, our kitty cat candle. Ooh. What you get mind? I don't know. I've been on on like this P name kick lately. So okay. all of the names that are coming to my mind have they like start with a P. Hmm. Petunia was the first thing that came <laughs> to my mind. But I, I don't really think that it's a Petunia.
0: No, it's got Mm-mm. kind of a sassy face. I don't Pr- Priscilla, yeah. maybe. Ooh, I like Priscilla. Okay. Well, let's go with Priscilla. Yeah, Priscilla. Well, she is lit and burning strong, all baby. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will make sure that I share, with permission, a photo of Flapjack for everyone to check him out. He's such a sweet and cute little boy. And, yeah, I guess if you wanted to check that out, you could do that on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can check us out at 5C2PPod on Instagram. And you can always drop us an email if you feel like, you know, connecting in a more wordy way. 5 c 2 Pod at Gmail. And that's all of our things. <laughs> that's all of the things that we do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I feel like we should be plugging our own personal Instagrams because a lot of other podcasts do that. And then I realize that my personal Instagram is just posts from <laughs> the 5CTP Instagram, plus also sometimes my garden or sometimes a hockey game. <laughs>
1: I think my last post is from like 2015, and I only have it like sure is. three posts. <laughs> up. I look like a serial killer on the internet. <laughs> on the internet or in real life?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I like to think in real life I have the charisma of a non lunatic.
0: <laughs>
1: I think that's true. <laughs> well, we'll be right back to talk about wormwood. Yeah, totally. We'll see you soon, which is. Welcome back. Thanks,
0: dude. All right, we are ready to talk about wormwood. Yeah, totally. So, right off the top, I'm going to just like nip this in the bud and get it out there in the open. If you are like, wormwood, wormwood, wormwood. Where have I heard this before? This seems and feels familiar. It is the botanical ingredient in absinthe. Yeah. But it is so much more. (laughs) It it is so much more. (laughs) So we're just going to take that nugget because absinthe is cool and yes, Van Gogh and all kinds of neat stuff. And we're just going to just take that all that cool shit and just, just put it in your pocket. Just put it in your pocket for later. Trust me, we get it. We also love absinthe and all the things around it and all the cool stories. But just, just put it in your pocket for later. <laughs> because today we are going to talk about wormwood. Or, here it comes, Uh-oh. some Latin. All the stuffs. Artemisia absinthium. Absinthium. Yeah, that's the version of wormwood that we are going to talk about. The The good shit. <laughs> the stuff in <laughs> the stuff in the absinthe, but it is known by a bunch of other names as most good herbs are herbs. <laughs> now this may give it away a little bit, but it's called absinthium, bitter wormwood, grand wormwood, the green ginger, common wood, uh, wormwood, <laughs> the old woman, ooh, and absinthe. Oh no. I said that one already. Absinthe wormwood. Oh, I'm missing one. The one I'm looking for is artemisium mugwort. Oh. wow. put that in there a little bit. Sometimes, because this is a common misconception, sometimes people get wormwood and mugwort mixed up. I had to do a double, triple, quadruple take when I realized what wormwood looks like as a plant and go, oh, shit, this whole time that I thought we were smoking mugwort, were we actually smoking wormwood? The answer is no. We were, in fact, smoking mugwort, but they are in the same family and they look ridiculously similar. Oh, no kidding. Like, like you really should know your th- stuff before you, like, start messing around with these similar. And I had no clue. So it was a l- <laughs> wonderful learning curve for me. The biggest difference between the two is the color and shape of the flowers. And that's how I really was like, okay, okay, I've got mugwort. Mugwort has these, like, tiny little white flowers that grow in, like, I don't know. A, f- a fringe kind of thing like this yeah. big fringy stalk, and wormwood has a little cluster of yellow flowers and they grow in like a tight head um all together almost looks like tansy okay it's akin to tansy in the shape of the flower bud oh cool okay all right so yeah so we're safe it's different <laughs> <laughs> Now, I'm very eager when the spring rolls around to go into the yard and see, do I, in fact, have some wormwood growing? I have this little patch of, I don't know what it is, but it sort of looks like mugwort, but I know it's not mugwort because it has yellow flowers. (gasps) So, I can't wait to, like, check it out and see. Maybe,
1: maybe it's wormwood. Dude, that's so cool. It is really amazing what that garden sprouts up every year. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's incredible.
0: So, on that garden front... Wormwood is pretty easy to grow. And so, if I don't have it in my garden, I will wait until next fall because you should plant the cuttings in the fall for it to like harden over the winter and sh- pop back up in the spring. Okay. So, it's one of those like fall planting perennials. And I will totally plant some. Uh, if, if in fact I do not have any in my yard, it likes full to partial sun. It likes pretty average soil. It w- is totally fine if you forget to water it. Or if you're like me and you don't have an outside water attachment for a garden hose, it's just <laughs> like, cool. I get you. You neglecting me. All right, fine. <laughs> but yeah, planet in the autumn comes up in the spring. And it's apparently really good to plant around the edges of your garden. It'll discourage other weeds. It discourages insects from laying their like little insect larvae baby sacks and baby, baby sacks. sacks. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's one thing <laughs> I didn't know: you should plant it two feet away from all other plants because it's it's got some shit going on. It's got like I don't know its own little plant pheromones. And it, it doesn't like other plants. So oh. you gotta like, like it's a great border plant. I think it'll be perfect in my poison garden where everything is spread out a little bit. And apparently it's one of the like, like must haves for a moon garden. Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: It sounds a lot like Mr. in the summer where, <laughs> you know, we play the don't touch me game. Where it's <laughs> like, don't fucking touch me, yeah. you other plants. Get away. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But it's (laughs) it's one of those great plants where you can you can use a lot of it and there's a lot of uses for it and we'll talk about some of those today. But uh, you know, once you've got some in your garden, I do want to just sort of mention one area we don't often talk about is like, well, great, now you grow it, then what? So you can easily store, preserve, harvest, all those good things. You basically just cut the tops of the flowers off, so cut the stalks off with the flower bits. And you can um, hang them upside down in a like nice, cool, arid, good ventilated place out of the sun and air dry those. Once they're dry, sort of crush them up a little bit, store them in a tightly sealed mason jar, preferably in a dark cupboard. I put mine in a like sort of semi-bright room. Like, it doesn't get any direct sunlight. All of my jars sit up on, on top shelf in a cupboard with no direct sunlight and then to actually use it you're gonna take all of those dried plants and basically put them in your mortar and pestle and grind them up into a super fine powder or maybe you're gonna like leave it a little bit more bulky if you're gonna I don't know maybe make a tea or something with it but it's really it's really easy to cut dry use and and I think this is going to quickly become one of my favorites
1: well, you certainly bought enough of it for <laughs> it to become one of your favorites. You have like a, a 40 ounce jar of it here. I do.
0: <laughs> I, 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 so I didn't know that my local botanical store will actually allow customers to go inside. I know that now, <laughs> but I thought it was curbside pickup only. So I ordered my wormwood from them online, which is grown locally and it is all organic. And I will tag the name of this shop on Instagram because I can't remember them right now. <laughs> but they are a Massachusetts-based uh, farm that specializes in botanical plants like this. And yeah, I ordered the smallest quantity I could. Turns out a quarter of a pound is damn near a full 32 ounce mason jar. Yeah, I have so much
1: wormwood, so much. Now I've I've got to ask because we've talked about or we mentioned absinthe so we know that we can drink it you mentioned that it looks a whole lot like mugwort and you were afraid that we were actually smoking wormwood so i've got to know can you, can, you it? It? can you smoke it
0: you can Ooh. Yeah. So it'd be pretty sucky if you, it was like, actually, you can't, and what you've been smoking this whole time is <laughs> 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 <You're> like, whoops. <laughs> this is where we remind you we're not professionals. We're a couple of dumb podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> we are we are not trained herbalists, and and you know, we do the best we can with the research that uh, we have, you know, the information we have at our fingertips, but you can, according to a number of informational sites uh smoke smoke it put it in a blend and smoke it cool but it's not without its warnings oh so okay. i'm gonna put those out there straight up and they're probably not the like cool fun warnings you think they are because you're like oh absinthe makes you crazy you'll see things you cut off your ear But <laughs> all right let's we'll just it, that's in your pocket just keep it there for a second. But wormwood, in regards to smoking, it's really important that you recognize if you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to smoke this. I'll give it a try. The, the pussy said it was cool. It is a plant that is a relative of ragweed and daisies. Um, so some people who smoke wormwood who are allergic to these types of flowers may suffer an allergic reaction. So if you get hay fever real fucking bad from ragweed, maybe don't smoke wormwood. Uh, the effects of an allergic reaction can include anything from just general hay fever. So if you're in the vicinity of the smoke, hay fever reactions, um, a rash, uh, as well as things like, you know, tightening of the throat <laughs> and fun stuff like that. So, Yeah, our favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to give this a try. I'm not allergic to ragweed. I don't have hay fever. Uh, Lindsay.
1: Well, eat. I mean, I'm allergic to my pets, but I don't. I don't know if I'm allergic to
0: ragweed. I guess we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's give this a try. I'm going to give it a, a couple of puffs. We are, for the first time, I don't know. It's been a while since we've done a smokable. I think the last thing we
1: smoked was the uh, the cloves, which I can't remember. Uh, which
0: Which you had brought separate fun clove things for us to smoke you had rolled pre-rolled those at home so uh we have rolled our own just for for you finger wagglers out there we are smoking our own little joints of wormwood we are not sharing things (laughs) that go in our mouth (laughs) all right here we go so straight up right away my first puff it tastes like mugwort I'm sorry Lindsay I gotta spoil this for you I'm so excited about this I'm still trying to light mine. I haven't gotten
1: there yet.
0: For somebody on my end who has not uh, rolled anything in several months, I'm pretty proud of my little little buddy here.
1: It totally tastes like mugwort. Yep. (laughs) I think it's harsher than mugwort, though.
0: So I think that one of the reasons for that could be because we are buying the, like, really dry, really ground... Um, like, bulk batch version, whereas when we smoke mugwort, the mugwort that we smoke, I've dried, and I and it is crispy, but I don't dry it and grind it to the, like, same consistency level as, like, a bulk dried herb.
1: I don't know, dude. I don't necessarily believe that to be true because, like, I'll smoke cigarettes, and those are dry as fuck, and I don't get the same kind of harshness from them. Similarly, like, with weed... Like I've smoked dry as fuck weed, <laughs> fair, and I still don't get the the same kind of harshness from that. I really think it's more of a plant to plant thing than like a dryness level thing.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Now trying to see if I can like pull any sort of other flavor from this, but I'd, it's really nice. I it is a little harsh and it's a little bitter. It is a little bitter, yeah. but it's. But I really like it. I think it's co- quite nice. I kind of like the taste of this. It's got that same sort of herbal taste without tasting like grass. That I really
1: like. Yes, it does not taste like grass. You are one hundred percent right about that. It is reminiscent of mugwort. I don't find it as sweet as mugwort. Yeah, like me you neither. were saying, it has like kind of a bitterness to it. But it's interesting.
0: Yeah, I would. I would smoke this on occasion or. I would be more apt to put this into a blend of some sort. Like, this yeah. would be nice, I think, blended with some mullen or something like that in terms of a flavor. Now, people do smoke this. And so, I do want to talk a little bit about the, like, what is it supposed to do? Like, are we going to, like, you know, smoke this and then in five minutes be tripping balls?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you mentioned that it's in the mugwort family or genus or whatever. So, w- will it give us, like, kind of like a mugwort
0: high? No, oddly enough, it won't. The drug that is in uh, wormwood that does that, like has that effect in absinthe and that sort of thing isn't in high enough doses. If you're just like, like putting a tiny sprinkle in your like in your bowl or in your uh, oh. joint to smoke it there you're not consuming enough of so it so it like needs to be
1: concentrated into like an oil or exactly a tincture or something. exactly
0: and that's where it gets really dangerous is when it's concentrated and that concentrated version it's you know it that's where it starts to like be branded as toxic okay but honestly any concentrated essential oil kind of thing like that you know nobody goes and just drinks like you know a teaspoonful of rosemary essential oil. That's also going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> so what this is supposed to do is it is a light anesthetic. It is good for pain relief, uh, muscle and menstrual cramps. It can um, help reduce pain, headaches, and rheumatism. Oh, that's that's yes. nice. So it's just sort of like a it makes you feel good herb. Drug, whatever you want to call it. it, it it's just supposed to make you f- like feel a little bit more comfortable. There's something about this. Now, th- there's no crossover here, but there's something about the description of how it's used in that way that makes me feel like it's sort of CBD adjacent, where it's like it's not going to get you high, right? Right. You're not going to feel that effect. I mean, you're just going to feel maybe
1: a l- like a little loosey goosey, a little more comfortable. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I feel a little loosey goosey right now. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> also very
0: warm in the recording studio <laughs> it is it's so cozy <laughs> now i will say one of the warnings that comes with this is obviously if you are pregnant don't smoke this on top of if you're pregnant and like you shouldn't be experimenting with weird things that you've never smoked before this is one of those uh herbs and plants that has been used in the past not only for menstrual cramps but for things like abortions so don't do it likewise Smoking excessively of wormwood for a long period of time. So like if you smoked this every day for four weeks, you're going to start getting a side effect. Or if you're just like chain ripping wormwood joints, I don't know. It'd be weird. That is weird. (laughs) Why would you do that? I don't know, but I'm going to put (laughs) this out there. You know, Smoking this excessively can have side effects that include dizziness, headaches, vomiting, and vertigo. So none of that is fun. And inhaling large amounts of wormwood um, can actually attack your, like, your liver and kidney cells.
1: Oh, that's not so, good.
0: Yeah. So, but like anything, do it in moderation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that that's the best advice we can give. Yeah. Sure you can, but don't, you just don't do it a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're in constant pain, maybe find something else other than wormwood to help.
1: Yeah. I mean, all of that being said, dude, this shit has been used for. Ever, oh, like go pe- on. People have been using this forever, so maybe the earliest reference to wormwood comes from 2800 BCE, dude. Forever ago, so long ago, <laughs> there was this Chinese emperor named Shen Nung, who was also known as the divine healer, mm. and. This guy was kind of nuts. He like single handedly tasted every plant in China, every what? fucking plant in China <laughs> to see if it tasted good and to find out if it was dangerous.
0: Oh, my God. That's amazing. Right. So he's like the first like hardcore herbalist. Yeah. I. That's awesome. He's like, how about this? Blah, blah. <laughs> nope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one gives you the poops. <laughs> yeah. So he, 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 he tasted all these plants. It's believed that he was actually poisoned 72 times in a single day.
0: Oh my God. I feel like they would just compound upon each other and make it worse and worse.
1: Yeah. There are a couple of versions of that story where people are like, oh, you know, he got poisoned 72 times and he didn't suffer any long-term effects and then there's the other version (laughs) that says he turned green and died from toxic overdose oh my god (laughs) yeah so i guess you decide what you (laughs) want to believe one or the other (laughs) um either way he's attributed with discovering that sweet wormwood cures malaria so oh yeah that's cool (laughs) so it's used in like different blends and medicines and stuff to to help with
0: that that's awesome yeah i know crazy fucking <laughs> I can't, that's like being a royal taster to me where you just like walk around and be like like let me taste that for you. Yep, you're good. Oh. Oh, no, not that one. <laughs> not that one. Here I go. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. cruel <Girl laughs> world.
1: But people other people used it all over the place too. So, um like Christian knights used to use it as a plague
0: preventer. Oh. Yeah. I wonder if that had more to do with it being an insect repellent than boosting their immune system.
1: I mean, it definitely could. In medieval England, it was used as a flea repellent. And chickens would also like make dirt baths underneath the plant.
0: I love a good bird dirt bath. I'm sorry. I love to stand on my back porch and just watch all the little birds on like a hot summer day take their dirt baths in the backyard. It's the cutest thing. It's so cute. So
1: so people say that it's not just for the shade that they would do the dirt baths underneath it. People say that it's to engage its insecticidal nature to Ah. repel like fleas and ticks and stuff like that too.
0: Well, I wonder if those uh like crusading knights didn't pr- probably didn't put that together in terms of like bloodborne diseases and saliva diseases and that sort of thing, but were instead just like, oh yeah, when I put some of this around my neck or in my boot, then I don't get the plague, but really they were just like repelling fleas and shit.
1: I mean, yeah, I don't think that they'd figured that out yet at that point. I feel like they probably wouldn't really have as much plague if they <laughs> had. <laughs> Uh, but also ancient Egyptians would use it as an antiseptic and Bedouins would use it as a lucky charm incense. Oh, incense.
0: I almost said insect.
1: <laughs> sense. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I, I always love the like random uses for something like this that is found in different varieties all over the world. Because everybody's got, like, a little different variation on it.
1: Yeah, totally. And it's, like, even like even with the little variation on it, it's super interesting because it doesn't matter what side of the world that you're on. If it grows there, you found a use for it that's pretty similar to the use in, you know, the country across the ocean.
0: Right, yeah. I mean... I j- like I. There's something so nice about <laughs> whether it's you, whether you're a Chinese emperor, d- herbalist guy going through me like just trying shit, or you know it's passed down through generations of knowledge. But like everybody's basically like every culture has gone through the same thing of like, uh, can you eat that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's our generation where we're like. Mountain Dew Blue? (laughs) I guess you can eat it. (laughs) Which I think is why it's important to bring some of this knowledge back. (laughs) Agreed. Yeah, agreed. So, I want to talk a little bit about the magical perspective of this. I think we should. Because it is a very, you know, it's a very widely used, very old herb with lots of interesting lore, but... It also has a little little magic to it. So we'll start off with Wormwood is associated with the planet Mars and the element of fire or air. And it is most commonly used for things like visions and divinations.
1: Well, that makes a whole lot of sense given, you know, the whole absinthe thing.
0: Yeah, (laughs) right? (laughs) I like that when I was doing my reading, the first thing that I saw in how to use wormwood for visions and divinations was basically soak it in wine and drink the wine.
1: Oh, okay. So not only are you like a little drunk and kind of probably prone to hallucination at that point, but you're also adding this ingredient that maybe helps it along.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was like macerate (laughs) it in red wine and let it sit for several days strain it and then drink the wine (laughs) cool and yeah it was supposed to like be used to induce visions aid in astral projection and divination and this is actually called roman wine oh because the romans would do this
1: are you gonna do it
0: I might. <laughs> I mean, you have
1: so much. I have of it. so much.
0: <laughs> There's. I found a lot of different cool things and recipes. Uh, whether it was, I have a. I actually have a cool little book on uh, folk medicine from Romania, and it has a couple of cool little things in there too. So cool. I may try some stuff. We'll see. We'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too brazen and comfortable with it, but <laughs> I do want to try some stuff, and the you know, put in some red wine. Seems like a pretty easy thing to do. But if you don't want to do the red wine thing, maybe you're not a drinker. I don't know. Um, You want to maybe try putting several tablespoons of dried wormwood in a, like in a jar, cover it with olive oil and let it sit tight. Just seal it up, ignore it for several weeks and then strain it and you can use this as an anointing oil, not only for yourself, but for your divination tools. Oh, cool. So you put like like a little on your wrist, maybe a little on your third eye. Use it with whether it maybe like your pendulum or other divination tools. You could like use it as um, I've seen things like take your witch's broom, just like a little tiny like little whisk almost, put some on the ends and then like sprinkle it where you're almost like you're casting holy water. Oh. But like sprinkle it where you're about to do a tarot reading. Don't put it on your cards. Olive oil is kind of hard for cards. But you could like sprinkle it down in the area where you're about to do a reading and, and use your anointing oil that way.
1: Absolutely, dude. It is used for protection like that in other ways too uh, where you can add it to like magical sachets and hang it like in your car or carry it around with you to kind of like keep protect you from accidents and stuff like that. It can also be used in spells to send harmful magic back to somebody that's maybe like tried to direct something negative towards you, which is never a cool thing to do. So you better watch out people trying to do that because somebody may have some wormwood. Also,
0: I like this one a lot. I do too.
1: (laughs) Uh, combined with mugwort and burned, wormwood is useful for calling up spirits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so you know, make like a little uh, smoke cleansing bundle, wave it around your rooms or whatever, and it helps to like call up, you know, whatever spirits may be lurking. It can also be used to banish spirits as well. So you can use it either way.
0: Now I will say in our readings um, that particular reference also came with a little warning of the smoke could be toxic. And we don't know uh, because we didn't write that particular piece of information, whether or not that means that, you know, there is a hallucinatory side effect because we all know our favorite herb, mugwort can do that sometimes and, and give you a little loosey goosey feel. Or if there's some sort of negative effect of the two of them being combined I'm personally, with no research, inclined to think that doesn't make sense, but just, you know, g- g- always be careful
1: when you're, like, mixing things together. Yeah, just know that that little tidbit of information came along with this morning, so we're passing it on to you.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> we try to be responsible <laughs> while also being dorks. <laughs> <laughs> now, there is, I want to be straight up and honest here, so much more about Wormwood, but remember some of that's in your pocket. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I got really on this pocket thing. It's cracking me up, man. (laughs) So, you know, we know that there's so many more things that we could cover and talk about here. And we didn't even, aside from mentioning Absinthe, talk about that at all. We are just going to save that for another day. Yeah, we're going to put it in
1: our pocket. We're not going to wash those pants for a little while. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, let's consider this Wormwood Part 1. Yeah. And we'll be right back. Close out our lovely episode in just a minute. Yeah.
1: We'll see you soon, witches.
0: Ah, thanks. All right. Surprise. Surprise. Ooh. We've got, before we close things out, Yeah? A brand new Pussy of the the week! Week! a great new Pussy of the Week, very on theme with Icewind Dale and DD.
1: So on theme with Icewind Dale.
0: So this is a story from Good Morning America that popped up in my uh, Instagram feed this week through another, just like a repost of a repost kind of thing. But there are three badass ladies that are... Three? One pharmacist, one doctor, and two nurses. That's four. Four. <laughs> there are four <laughs> badass ladies who have traveled to the remote northern edges of Alaska to help deliver the COVID-19 vaccine to elders in Alaska. And That's I, so cool. I, I love it. I huh. love it. So this was <laughs> not an easy journey for them. Um, I'm going to quote here from this article on Good Morning America that... At one point in the day, with only a few hours of daylight and in sub-zero temperatures, the team of women carried the COVID-19 vaccine off an Alaskan bush plane onto a sled attached to a snowmobile. After arriving by snowmobile at their location, a local villager then pulled them the rest of the way to the rural village where the elders waited to be vaccinated. Oh, that's so awesome. Awesome. I think it's a lovely little bit of hope that even in the rural, remote parts of Alaska where people are like, ooh, frigid and no man's land. There are good, kind-hearted medical workers who are like, they are too going to get vaccinated. Everybody get vaccinated. Dude, for real. Lady medical worker, COVID vaccine deliverers, we like you sure do. Lots and lots of love to all the healthcare workers out there, all the doctors, pharmacists, nurses, medical technicians. I mean, hell, even folks who are cleaning hospitals right now. It is gnarly. Hope is coming. It's there on the horizon. But we so appreciate all of the time, hours, energy, efforts, love, time away from loved ones that you are putting in. We gave you a shout out so many months ago at the start of this and we have been there for you and loved you no less through all of it. For real, man. For real. All right. Now, before we wrap up, I want to take a second and kind of do some plugs. I am going to do some plug teasers. Yeah. Pretty soon, we are going to have some actual plugs to do. Dude, we've got some cool projects coming up in the next little bit. So we are making some changes to our website. Yeah. And part of this is because we want to share more content with you. Now, we all have full-time day jobs. So this isn't going to be, and then all all of a sudden, we've got this, you know, everyday check-it kind of thing on the website. But we would love to be able to share our reading list with you. Yeah. Where do we get our information from? Maybe it's books that we've really enjoyed. Maybe it's websites that we think are dope. Maybe it's the comic book that we're currently reading or the trashy vampire romance novel. Not Twilight. (laughs) 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 Much more D&D themed. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, a little bit of a, a recommended reading list from all of our topics and interests, as well as... Maybe a little bit of a recipe page. yeah, And, you know, things that we've tried, tested, like. But, you know, if you think this is a great idea, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at 5C2Ppod at Gmail or on Instagram. Same deal, 5C2Ppod. Let us know if this is something you'd be down with. If you'd be interested in going, checking it out on our website. And we're going to do it anyway (laughs) because we think it's going to be fun. But among that, we've also got some other fun projects coming up in March. Some combinations in tandem with my beloved yoga coven, Black Widow Yoga. So stay tuned for that. Lots of interesting things coming up. We'll be able to announce them formally very soon. So exciting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because what 2021 needed was more projects. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have another dope episode for you next week. But until then, remember, hang in there. But no pervs, no Nazis. Totally.